Hi folks, my name is Linda Emmett and welcome to Happiness is an Inside Job. We are the creators of our own reality, we create our own lives. Our mind is our biggest limit and it's our own beliefs, behaviours and habits constantly caught in those cycles that keep us trapped where we are and stand in the way of our own happiness. So throughout this podcast, we're going to take a deep dive into some of those beliefs, habits and patterns, where they show up in your lives and what you can do to change them. Hi folks and welcome to this week's podcast where we take a look at This one is actually quite personal to me. It's self-destructive habits. And I know certainly, especially last year, it's something that I've really looked at in in my own life and how prevalent that has been. I know many, many times in my past that self-destructive behaviours have absolutely dominated my life and taken me to, to some very bad places and all the while left me wondering and asking the question like, Why do we continue to do something that we know is very destructive and harmful to ourselves? Like when we look at addiction and look at at people like extremely sick from it or homeless or really, really at bad, dark places in their lives. And we can look on and ask the question, you know, why do they keep doing it? Why do they continue doing it? You know, they're they're dying, they're homeless, they're sick, whatever it is, why are they doing that to themselves? One thing we're guaranteed is any of our comments or judgment cannot make them feel worse than they already feel within themselves. Nothing we rain down on them can make them feel worse than where they already are or where they're living right now. And often it is, it's escape. It's, it's a way out and it becomes destructive. It becomes destructive for the very reason that you feel out of control of it. You feel then guilt and huge shame. And if people only knew and that drives you to want to escape again and therefore drives you back to that behavior. And all the while your your life is, is you know, falling down or you're hiding more and more and the shame and the guilt get stronger. I've often said, and I'm a firm believer, that a huge amount of addiction comes from trauma, comes from childhood trauma. And it's unprocessed trauma in our system that's replaying and reliving, showing up in triggers, in behaviours that you're then trying to escape from. That core feeling of not feeling safe, both within yourself and in the in the world itself around people, around the the entire world. And that's what drives people to look for something to escape that feeling of of not being safe. And I know certainly for me, as I mentioned, looking back on on my life, I've had a number of destructive behaviours that I hid extremely well. I mean, like I bounced from self-harm, bulimia, alcohol addiction, shopping addiction, I have a nicotine addiction uh, and all of these things like obviously bulimia is is destructive. You're literally sticking your fingers down your throat and causing serious harm to your body and terrible health issues. Cigarettes, I would have been smoke as many as you can. I 
by nature I'm go heavy or go home. I if I'm doing something, I'm doing it 110. I would never be a, a smoker that'd have the one or two. I would never be uh, the drinker that had one or two. I drank for effect, not to be social. Bulimia, self harm, all of these things massively destructive to me. But I couldn't figure out why I I bounced from one to the other. Shopping until I was I was in debt for having that that need and it's it's seeking constantly an artificial dopamine hit to get you away from how you're really feeling to get you away from them emotions and underneath it, it's not being able to manage the emotions or trauma that are sitting trapped within the system creating chronic stress and creating triggers and the feelings of shame that go along with that that's what drives a huge amount of self-destructive behaviors and in some way shape or form Self-destructive behaviours are shown up to a more or lesser effect in a lot of our lives. And they harm us both physically and mentally. But the urge to do them is often unconscious, leaving us feeling out of control. And then this drives a very self-defeating mindset that you believe, you know, I've tried so many times and I can't give this up. I've tried this diet. I've tried giving up the cigarettes. I've tried dropping alcohol. I've tried not watching 15 episodes of, of Desperate Housewives. Well, whatever it is that you know is being destructive in your life to more or, or lesser of an effect. Like, say, comparing Desperate Housewives 12 episodes to drinking a litre of vodka. They're very different things. But sitting in front of your TV for eight to 12 hours, living your life through what's on screen and what what those people are doing is numbing out. It is numbing out. It's numbing out and it's not living your life in the real world. It's living it through TV. And again, if this behaviour is extremely regular, you are numbing out from something. You're moving away from something. And what we are always numbing out from is our own emotions we're finding ways to distract ourselves from how we're feeling and as i say depending on what's going on it'll be to a more or lesser effect in our lives um and from very young we're conditioned to not show our our negative emotions to, to be a particular way. We need it in childhood to, to survive, to, to be loved by our parents, to be taken care of, to be fed, all of these things. But we're conditioned that we have to show up a particular way, be a particular way. And the feeling of unworthiness that drives self-destruction, that stems from childhood. And it's then built into our way of thinking, way of being, way of behaving, and then shows up in our adulthood as, as lack of impulse control, alcohol, cigarettes, whatever it is, heroin, dependent, it shows up and it's it's looking at our own self-destructive behaviours and where they're stemming from. For me, I mean like in the earlier days, back in my 20s and well into my 30s, um, it was definitely, and for me teens and, and things like that, it was definitely I wouldn't even say not liking myself. It was self-loathing. It was it was punishment. It was um, 
a relentless stream of, of hatred that drove this, this self-destructive space I was in. And in my lifetime, I'm very, very blessed. It put me in some very, very um, dangerous situations because I didn't care too much about myself. I cared deeply about others and loved very, very deeply, but very little care about myself and what happened to me. Death never scared me because, you know, I believed, you know, well, well then it'd be all over. You know, I, I wouldn't have to feel the way I wouldn't have to deal with this. I was never frightened, frightened to death. I'm still not too frightened about it, if, I, if I'm honest. Do you know what I mean? And even pain. If you've lived a, a long, long time in pain, be it physical or emotional, pain doesn't tend to, um, tend to move you away. So, it, as I say, it's looking at what's, what's driving these, where it's shown up in your life and what's driving the destructive behaviours in the first place. Because it stops us even bothering to try because the shame that comes with them, whether it's food, alcohol, relentless diet struggles, cigarettes, it's a craving for artificial dopamine, a hit, something to make you feel good. And in that moment, it does make you feel good for a minute. Woolly in that bar of chocolate or that forced drink that goes in, that forced release, that forced cigarette in the morning, that lying on your sofa and turning on Netflix, taking those forced tablets, whatever it is, you get an immediate hit and the brain learns that this is how I get a feel good. It doesn't time it. It doesn't think of the feelings it gets afterwards it thinks of this is where I get it's wiring it's patterns that get in there and then it becomes unconscious it's just something that we do then we're doing it without even thinking about it and looking back sometimes you might have half a packet of biscuits eaten in rage or anger before you even realize you've eaten half a packet of biscuits but that was actual anger that you've chomped down you've learned to to chew down your emotions or have four cigarettes without realising you've had four cigarettes. Because you are thinking of what you were going to say to that person. It's all emotion that we're stuffing down and driving down. And left in there, oppressed and sitting in our system, it drives self-destruction. Overspending. It was one I was extremely skilled at. Very, very skilled at. And couldn't understand why I kept doing it. Why? That I kept going back to it my brain had been wired through years of patterns forgetting rather than feeling joy or happiness quick dopamine hits i'd learned that that was enough that was my lot that's all you know i deserved or will get and i trained it into that over years unconsciously obviously i wasn't a choice but that's how that got in there it shows up in like even down to um staying up extraordinarily late even though you promise yourself you know you're exhausted all the time but staying up till the one and the two o'clock in the morning regularly knowing you'll be wiped out the next day knowing that things that you're taking in watching war and and really agonizing stuff for hours and hours and hours on social media all of these things are destructive if we're doing them all the time it is a self-destructive habit. You're hugely impacting your emotional state. You're hugely impacting your, your health, your energy levels, 
how you're feeling, how you're showing up, how you're showing up for others, what mood you're in. If we're, these are built in as regular things in our lives, they are self-destructive. And it's looking at why you're doing them, what it is that you're avoiding. And it tends to be an absolute unwillingness to be kind or take care of yourself because you don't believe you deserve it. Again, re relating back to that unworthiness that comes from childhood. And it's working on the unworthiness because that's driving the destructive patterns. And then all we do is, is move through patterns. Like for me, in, in my life, I would have moved from smoking, I would have started early, and again, a heavy smoker, into bulimia, alcohol. And these would emerge. They wouldn't have flown solo. Um, Self-harm. I would have been doing bits and pieces of a few of them, but I literally rather than get to the root of what was driving them because I didn't understand. I just moved from behavior to behavior, destructive behavior to destructive behavior. And the last one that I didn't even realize was a big issue in my life was was monster spending. To a, dis it's a destructive pattern in my life. And again, I. I was nearly thrown her all around. I knew in some way what I was doing, but felt out of control of the behavior because the artificial hit I was getting every single time I hit that button. And the only way you're changing that is building in more joy, more happiness, building in more experiences in your life that you're getting those good feelings from and learning that you are worthy of those. Your mind does not only change by training in positive thinking. Experience hugely changes what your mind is absorbing being out around people, doing the things that you've always wanted to do, be it the hike and the holidays, the people you want to be around, writing that book, whatever that is to you. All of these things start showing the mind and your entire system, your energy being, that there's more out there, that life can be different. And then we start channeling how we're feeling and our emotions into these things. Rather than stuffing them down and pushing them down, we start feeling other emotions and learning that that's okay. Because again, the unworthiness that we're constantly stuffing down and shame and guilt and all of those emotions that drive the self-destructive behaviours, they just need an outlet. They just need a way out. And the only way out they have is one by teaching the mind that that isn't all there is to life through experience. There is other ways of feeling and it's okay to feel and that's safe and allowing those feelings up. Knowing that unworthiness, that belief is not true of you. It's just something you've been carrying for a long, long time that's creating the patterns you have. For me, I think every time we evolve and grow, every time we shift into a new space in our life, a new relationship, a new home, a new job, all of these, some of those old patterns can rear up again. Some of those, every time we're evolving, our old shadows can come back to bite us in the ass. Our own feelings of unworthiness when you're first day in a job or first day doing public speaking or any of those things, anything that's new, these, these can show themselves again. But it's understanding and knowing how to manage them, not stuffing them down, not allowing them to build in our system where they're creating anxiety and they're creating the nearly the breeding ground for the self-destructive habits to come in. It's allowing, recognizing that this is just you evolving, it's grown and our feelings, the most they will cause emotion is discomfort. That's it. 
the most we get from our, our emotions are discomfort, sadness, letting it up. You feel sad anyway. If sadness is coming up and you're stuffing it down and shutting it, it doesn't just dissipate. It needs to be released. And that's all our emotions want. And that moves us away. When your emotions have another release, um, it's, it moves us away from going into the self-destructive patterns. Like, as I was saying to Erica there, you'll see in people that are overcoming addiction, they may move into the gym and they're going to the gym six times a week because this is their new channel for their emotions. This is a new way. It's a healthier pathway to get their emotions out. And what they realize is all our self-destructive patterns come from us not dealing with our emotions. So you find new channels for your emotions and new ways of releasing them. And then the self-destructive patterns no longer remain. And above all else, and this is one thing that I've really learned, especially in the past two years, is owning all of, of who you are. This is absolutely key. We have, and as I say, we've learned how it's okay for us to show up. We have this self-image of ourselves, of, you know, I'm strong, I'm kind, I'm caring, I'm supportive, I'm funny, I'm outgoing, I'm a talker, I'm quiet, I'm a carer. I'm what This is the self-image we've built. Your self-image is what you allow yourself to be, what you want yourself to be. And all the things that we deem unworthy, not allowed, are cast out into our shadow. The parts of ourselves that don't align with our self-image. And it's recognising that we are all things. For me, it's recognising in my life that I'm also, I'm strong. Uh, but I'm also weak. I'm vulnerable. There's times in my life I've felt extremely vulnerable and it's allowing myself to feel that again, to feel safe, to allow myself to do that, to know that, yes, I'm kind. There's times I'm unkind. There's times I don't hold it all. There's times I do speed down in the bus lane and not let people. There's, there's times I do because that's also a part of to who I am. How I show up is is in the choices that I make, who I, who I choose to be, how I choose to live. But it's recognising I have all emotions. Anger, that's one we don't tend to like or allow to show up. It's not okay to be angry. It's not okay to show that emotion. Anger is when our boundaries, be it our physical boundaries or our mental boundaries, our emotional boundaries are breached. That's when our anger shows up. Anger shows up when we get a fright, when we're fearful. These are the two main spaces that we'll see our anger. If someone crosses our boundaries or has made us feel very afraid, which again is crossing our boundaries. And it's knowing and recognising that we're allowed to have all these feelings. We don't have to act every one of them out, but they are parts of us because it's the parts of ourselves we've cast into the shadows that they're the emotions we don't want to feel. And they're the emotions that drive the self-destructive behaviours. So owning each part of yourself and recognising it's all you and not deeming parts of yourself bad. There's parts of yourself that are irritated at times, frustrated, sad, down, um, anxious. All of these things are just emotions that we feel at different times. 
and allowing ourselves to be okay with being all things and the willingness to manage and look at all our emotions and not run away from them or stuff them down. That makes a monstrous difference in how we live and how we treat ourselves in our lives. It's going back to allowing ourselves. As children, we allow ourselves so much. We allow ourselves the space to learn, the space to play, the space to sing, to dance, to, to love. We allow so much, our heart is completely open. Over time, our hearts, our patterns, our lacks train us to, to not do that, to not allow ourselves, to not allow ourselves the space to learn, the space to be vulnerable, the space to open up and have an open, honest conversation because we're so worried about the things that we believe we lack. So learning to own all parts of yourself, see it all, allow yourself to be anxious at times, feel a little nervy, feel a little scared, feel a little fearful and not run away from it. Recognise it's okay to feel all of those things. I've recently started my Thai classes um, and of course walking into the classes just a part of me going, <laughs> I've got to make a show of myself. Can I even lift my legs high anymore? But it's allowing myself the space to learn and not putting relentlessly high expectations on myself, not signing myself for, up for a fight in four weeks. These are the things. It's removing the expectations because they are yours. Yeah, they're from decades gone by, but they're your expectations you're living by now. So releasing yourself from them and having the willingness and the openness to allow yourself to learn, allow yourself to feel your emotions, allow yourself to be scared, allow yourself to try. That's where true change is. And that's where we can put an end to the self-destructive habits because we're not hiding, fearing or running away from things and then relentlessly punishing ourselves for what we've done or who we believe we are. That's it for me for this week guys i hope you've really enjoyed it and got some fabulous takeaways and as always i invite you to connect in with me across social media or check me out on my website www.yourgifttoyou.com or email me linda at yourgifttoyou.com guys because i'd love to hear from you and any topics you'd like for us to talk about or any more learnings that you want and please remember Give me those reviews because it keeps the podcast getting out there to more people. So chat to you very soon, guys. Bye-bye.